Well, good evening and uh, good to see you tonight. And we're live streaming here from Mountain Avenue Baptist Church in Banning, California, the best city in the whole world, right here, Banning, California. And 7,000 new homes being built here. And uh, it's just going to be an exciting time as we move forward by the grace of God. Everything's by the grace of God. Um, and so just thankful to be here. Looking forward to the uh, service uh, tomorrow night with the youth. That'll be an exciting time. So teens jump on that Zoom time at uh, 5 o'clock. And then also uh, 7 o'clock with the regular youth meeting. And think about if you know somebody that you can invite, teach them how to do the Zoom and, and get them. Same thing with the men's prayer breakfast. Um, it's not a breakfast anymore, but it's a prayer time. We're just doing it every week. Uh, during this time, and uh, just come on and jump on, and it's a good time of fellowship. You don't have to pray out loud. You know, you know, you just listen. And usually, I I lead in prayer, Mr. Skrzynski or somebody. But um, we just you pray silently there in your home, and think about it. You know, we want to have devotions, family devotions, and devotions ourselves. And this is something for you men. Every Saturday, uh, we can gather together and just spend some time focusing upon the needs of the church, the needs of our families, the needs of this country, the needs of the world as we think about prayer requests coming in from missionaries. So um, I hope you'll join us on, on Saturday at 9 o'clock. And then uh, Sunday, drive-in service at 10.30. I was thinking about having Mr. S and, and, uh, and Mr. Moyer and Mr. LJ, uh, roller skating, AJ, uh, Scott, Jacquelette. I don't know if he can roller skate or not. He, he wasn't that great of an athlete, I'm told. But uh, he, you know, he was a good athlete. Um, and our parking lot attendants, Jim McGowan, maybe he could uh, uh, in a roller skate. And then we're going to be like uh, Sonic. We'll deliver a hot dog to your car. And, uh, of course, the cost for the hot dog is $5. The Coke is $5. So it's $10 a person for you to get lunch here at the church. I'm kidding you. We're not going to do that. But, uh, you know, we are going to have the drive-in service. And we're looking so much uh, forward to it. Honoring our veterans on Memorial Day. We'll have a special gift for each one of our veterans that come. And just thankful. Thankful for those that gave their lives um, in defense of this country, in defense of our freedom to worship God, to fellowship together as believers. And so um, at this time, it's been uh, two months now since we've been together, and I was talking to a pastor friend uh, uh, maybe a week ago, and we were talking about it, and he, he made this statement, the reason that he's not holding church is not because the government told him he could not run, run, have church, but because as the under-shepherd to the great shepherd, he didn't want to jeopardize his congregation um, to the coronavirus. And, and, uh, and so I, I've, I've really been thinking about this church a lot um, as we think about the church, the, uh, the church being essential or non-essential. Listen, I go to Walmart just about every day. 
I go to Home Depot um, and get things. I, it's, there's a big crowd there, and, and they, they make it as safe as you can. At Home Depot, they wipe the cart down for you. Um, they have little tape on the ground that keeps you six feet apart. They do what they can to keep you safe so you can shop. And, uh, and so on, on June the 7th, we're coming back to church, and we're going to have uh, steps in place. We'll still live stream. If you'd like to stay home, that's fine. Um, but we're going to have two services, at, one at 9 o'clock in the morning and one at 10.30. We're asking uh, those that, to come at 9 o'clock will be those that normally would attend Brother Theo's Sunday school class and Kim's ladies' Bible class, Kim Kern. That would be the core of the people that would come at 9 o'clock. And then at 10.30, those of you that normally come to the worship service, maybe you just haven't been enrolled in a, in a Sunday school class as of yet, um, and also the young couples class. Now at the 10.30 service, we're going to have a children's ministry for that time. And so keep that in mind. Uh, you're welcome to come to that, that uh, 10.30 service. Um, if you have children and the kids, the kids can sit in the auditorium with you or they can go to the back. Again, we'll be taking steps for the children uh, to keep them safe, keep them separated, and uh, um, the social distancing and so on. I believe that we can keep you just as safe here as you are at Walmart. And uh, we, can, we have the steps that we're taking to do so. And it's about your safety. It's about um, you know, your, uh, your security in that way. We have an enemy. It's an unseen enemy. We've stayed at home. We've prayed. We've worked. And uh, I like, I heard a pastor today say that, you know, the, the, the deaths from the coronavirus, though they're high, I mean, you're talking between 90 and 100,000 people. That's a lot of people. Um, uh, but they said at this point, maybe there would be 200 to 300,000. And there maybe even a million one day in America. But uh, he said this, we've prayed. And I know you've prayed, I've prayed. Every time I pray, I pray for the people in this country, the, the nursery, the nurse, nurses and, and the doctors, and to, for God to keep them safe and to keep people safe from the coronavirus and help them be able to treat each patient with great wisdom. And you know what? God's answered our prayers. There hasn't been as many. Still bad, but it could have been a whole lot worse. So we keep praying, uh, we keep working, and we'll be going back on that day, June the 7th, and we look forward to that. And again, if you, uh, those of you 65 years age are up and up, and you know, those of you that have health issues that might put you at risk uh, coming, if you have got the coronavirus, you stay home. We'll, we'll still live stream. You'll still be able to worship with us in that way. And uh, we'll just move forward by the grace of God and the power of God. Um, it's just neat to see, you know, people coming by the church and, uh, and uh, dropping off their tithe and giving uh, and, and uh, just thankful for, for the faithfulness of God's people. You see, this is all God's work. We all serve God. You know, I've served him as a pastor. I'm full-time as a, 
I work for the church, I serve in the church, and I've been doing this for almost 40 years, um, getting my livelihood from preaching and teaching the Bible, ministering to people. It'll be 40 years in August of 2021, and it's been a delight. I enjoy pastoring, I enjoy preaching, I enjoy, I've, I've met some of the greatest Christians um, I believe that ever walked on this planet and being their pastor and serving with them and meeting missionaries who come and present their work and present the call of God upon their life. I'm the blessed one. As the pastor, I'm the blessed one. And I'm thankful. And through the years, you know, I've learned, I've grown, I've matured, I, I believe, and still learning, still growing, and uh, still trying to help people by the grace of God um, as they raise their families for the glory of God, as they find a good mate and get married, um, as they have their children, dedicating their children to Christ and uh, seeking to, to raise their children for the glory of God. And then funeral services when folks graduate into heaven. And so we get it from the beginning until the end of this life and, the begin and another beginning of heaven. And so um, I'm thankful um, to the Lord. We find in, in uh, our scripture tonight, Genesis chapter 41, again, as we continue on in Joseph's life, Joseph's life and all that he endured is so, uh, to me, applicable today uh, to my life and to probably most everybody in the congregation. Because... You know, we all feel like God has a plan for our life. You know, it's through your job, it's through your ministry at the church, it's through your family. Um, plans have been made, things have been, uh, times have been set for spe specific uh, um, vacations and times of celebration. But everything's been changed. It's interesting because in our passage here, it starts out, in chapter 41, and verse 1, And it came to pass at the end of how, how long? Two full years. You remember the butler and the baker? The, the butler, they both had a dream. The butler's dream was interpreted by Joseph that he would be, he would be restored to his position, and the baker would be, would be killed, and, and those came true. It's been two years now since the butler has gotten out of prison and he's back working his job. Now the butler, he's the cupbearer. So he's in, he is in the throne room when the king is meeting with people. He's there. He's there at the di great dinners that they have. He's the cupbearer. He's tasting the whatever it may be, the wine and different things that the, the king is going to eat or drink. So he hears everything. And, uh, and so he, he's there, and it's been two years now. And again, you think about it. It's been two months since we've had this pandemic. We are under house arrest. We're at home. We have our families. We have everything we need, you know. And uh, Joseph, 
Joseph's in prison. And he's in prison. He's an innocent man. All he's trying to do is serve God. He was sold as a slave by his brothers, accused falsely by Potiphar's wife, thrown into prison. And in prison, he has such a uh, a time of uh, ministry there that the prison guard just put everybody in there under his responsibility. And when the butler and the baker came in, again, it was God's providential hand and working for him to, for, for Joseph to get to know that the butler, who would one day give the word to Pharaoh that Joseph had interpreted his dream. And so, as we, as we worship and as we sit here today, tonight together, and as we wait um, for everything to open back up, let us be patient. Let us do the work with patience. Let us run the race with patience. Most people that serve God, most people that are successful people, most people that raise their family for the glory of God and take the time to, to plan and do everything, most people like that don't have very much patience. We just want to get it done. We want to move forward. We want to see things happen. We want to plan. I, you know, we, we're coming down to the end of the school year. Normally we're recruiting and um, we're, we're promoting for the next school year. We haven't been able to do that. As, as much, and uh, just coming down to the end, appreciating the staff, and appreciating everybody that is working and serving God by serving the, the people, and serving one another, and helping one another. Everything's different, and it's, it's uh, you know, it's causing in the world um, much turmoil. And they're talking about the road rage out there. They're talking about the number of deaths through car accidents. Though 50% fewer cars are on the road, but 50%, there's 50% more deaths. People are driving too fast. People are driving too recklessly. And uh, people are upset. Guy goes into a restaurant in Colorado and they tell him to put his mask on and he shoots the waitress or the cook, I think he shot the cook, killed him. What man in his right mind is going to shoot somebody because he has to wear a mask? You know, and that same thing happened uh, in another state. Guy was going to a store, I think, uh, and shot the, shot the security guard because he was going to make him wear a mask. And so people aren't thinking right. People aren't thinking straight. People are upset. And so I'm telling you, Relax, be in the word, this too shall pass. But let's learn from Joseph. He's there two years. He's dreamed a dream, he's, and God, he knows God has a great plan for him. He's, he's got to be thinking, what are, what's going on, God? But he just keeps doing it. So we can say, what's going on, God? But we keep doing it. Have the right spirit. Have the power of God. LJ mentioned this morning about uh, siblings and loving your siblings. I mean, siblings are at home. They're spending much more time together. And so they've got to get along. They've got to learn to share. 
They've got to learn to uh, be a blessing one to another and be a blessing to their family. And that goes against the grain of human nature. We know that, but that's the way it is. And so we find here, it's been two years, Joseph's in prison, and the Bible says, And behold, there came up out of the river seven uh, well-favored uh, kine and fat-fleshed, and, uh, and they fed in the meadow. So Pharaoh dreams a dream, and uh, the, the cows come up out of the meadow. They're fat, they're, they're, they're healthy, and they're feeding in the meadow. And the Bible says in verse 3, And behold, seven other kind came up, or cows came up after them out of the river, ill-favored and lean-fleshed, and stood by the other kind upon the brink of the river. And the ill-favored, or those that were sick and, and lean-fleshed kind, did eat up the seven, well-favored and fat kind. So Pharaoh woke. Number one, what a dream. Only God can give you a dream like that. What in the world? How in the world would you, and why in the world would you have a dream like that? I mean, I, when I dream, I dream I'm, I'm dunking the ball over Magic Johnson. I dream that I'm shooting a fadeaway jumper. And what was the name of that uh, Chicago thing that was just on? Out there, does anybody remember that? What was the name of the documentary? The Last Dance? Oh, we're not going to talk about dancing. You know, so we're not going to even mention it. No, I'm kidding. But, uh, uh, you know, The Last Dance. I mean, I'm dreaming about, you know, we all dream about being a pro athlete or being like Mike or like the pastor, in our case, in our church, uh, sports-wise. But uh, he has a dream about cows. And, and yet it's all God's plan. And verse 5 said, And he slept and dreamed a second time, and he dreamed the second time. Behold, seven ears of corn came up upon one stalk, rank and good. And behold, seven th thin uh, uh, ears blasted in the east wind and sprung up after them. And the seven thin course ears devoured the seven rank and full ears. And Pharaoh awoke, and behold, it was a dream. And it came to pass in the morning that his, his spirit was troubled, and he sent, called out for all the magi magicians of Egypt and all the wise men. And Pharaoh told them his dream, but there was none that could interpret the dream. Can you imagine what those wise men are thinking? What in the world? What kind of dream is this? And then Pharaoh is upset. They can't, they can't, uh, they can't interpret the dream. Now here's the, uh, here's the butler sitting over. He's, he's listening. He's hearing everything. They told him the whole, but there was none that could interpret unto them the dream. Verse 9 says, then spake, the, then spake the chief butler unto Pharaoh, saying, I do remember my faults this day. You see, the butler remembers two years ago, Getting out of prison. Two years ago, a young man in prison with him named Joseph. And so he confesses. Listen, he said, you know what? I've messed up. I've messed up. And he says this to Pharaoh. Pharaoh was wroth with his servants and put me in a ward with the captain of the guard's house. 
both me and the chief baker. And we dreamed a dream, and one night, I and he, we dreamed each man according to the interpretation of his dream. And there was with us a young man, a Hebrew, a servant to the captain of the guard. And we told him, and he interpreted to us our dreams, to each man according to his dream did he interpret. Verse 13, And it came to pass, as he interpreted to us, so it was. Me he restored unto mine office, and him he hanged. And so he, he tells him, I know a guy. He's in prison. He interpreted exactly and exactly what the way he interpreted our dream it happened. And so Pharaoh, the Bible says in verse 14, sent and called Joseph, and they brought him up hastily out of the dungeon. I mean, go get him. I mean, they ran down. They grabbed him. Come on, you've got to come. Pharaoh wants to see you. And he shaved himself and changed his raiment and came unto Pharaoh. Can you see him down there shaving? Man, I'm going to see the Pharaoh. This is it, man. I've got to make this right. I've got to look right. I don't want to look like a prisoner. You know, I don't want to look like a peasant. So he gets ready, changes his raiment, he comes to Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I have dreamed a dream, and there's none that can interpret it. And I have heard say of thee that thou canst understand a dream to interpret it. It's interesting how Joseph answers this. Pharaoh is saying, I've heard about you. I've heard that you can interpret dreams. And I want you to interpret this dream, Joseph. And Joseph answers Pharaoh in verse number 16, saying, It's not in me. It's not in me. I don't have the answer. I don't have the interpretation of that dream. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. You see, Joseph, he deflects it. Joseph is representing God. Joseph is on a divine assignment. I mean, the dream he had years earlier, he's on a divine assignment from God. And all along it, the, the, the Bible says, and God was with him, and God was with him. And let me tell you something, when God is with somebody, they give the glory to God. They give the glory to God. As God blesses your life, as you have impact, whether it's at work or whether it's uh, 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 in sports sometimes, what, no matter what it is, some hobby, always give the glory to God. That's what Joseph does. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. And so Pharaoh said unto Joseph, in my dream, he explains the dream about the, uh, the kind and, and the river, uh, the... the uh, the kind were, were fat flesh and so on. There were seven of them. Seven more came up and devoured the, 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 uh, the healthy kind. And then he had the dream about the, uh, he, again, he explains the dream about the corn, the ears of corn on the stock, and uh, the, the unhealthy stock, the ears, devour the, the good stock, and, uh, and so on. And so Joseph says to him, let, let me interpret the dream for you. Let me interpret the dream. This is what, the, this is what it means. Uh, and Joseph said unto Pharaoh, the dream of Pharaoh is one, 
It's, one, it's got one purpose. God has showed Pharaoh what he is about to do. Again, it goes back to God. It's God. Listen, it's God doing the work of this church. When we talk about the 7,000 new homes, we talk, talk about all the new things that have gone on here, we talk about God working it out. We could put those nice modulars out there. We're, we've got the permit to put the activity center out there. And God's providing the money to do that activity center. It's an amazing thing. It's all God. Years ago in Don Kramer, we went down there. They said, you can't put modules. Before that, they had told them, you know, they just said, it's, it's impossible. But we just went down there and Dave Vogel shows up and we say, hey, let's go check it out. And we check it out and they say, okay. You see, we just kept doing the work here. By the way, I'll, when we went to the planning commission, we went into the meeting and I had to present to the five people on the planning commission, they're going to vote on our project, whether it allow us to put those modulars out back. And I got up to speak at the podium there. The five commissioners are up there and the people in the crowd. The one guy who was like, he was, he was the most negative guy on the panel. He says, Pastor, I want to say something to you before you say anything. I thought, oh no. What's he going to say? This is what he said. If, if everybody's church or school looked as nice as yours does, the way you have it landscaped and how nice it looks, Banning would be much better off. So I'm like, well, that, that's good. You know? And then a lady on the, there was one lady on the, as a commissioner, she said, oh, I love that school. My grandchildren went to that school. I love that school. And there's a guy on, on the commission, uh, he, his name's Richard, and uh, I've known Richard for years. I rented some uh, house from him. And he says, hey, these are good people. These are good people. Listen, before I said a word, we had three votes out of the five. You see, God was working. God was working. God used different people to come in here and uh, to take care of things. And, to, and Dave Vogel orchestrated and, and headed up that project. And uh, God used the death of his son, Tamming his son. Just, it, was a it was a horrible thing, a horrible thing to lose a son at age 33. But uh, they, Matt himself was, was open. He accepted Christ, recommitted his life to Christ in the last month. I only knew him 30 days. He died. But he wanted to see me. Come back and see me, Pastor. You see, Matthew didn't turn away from God. He turned to God in his death. You're dying at age 33. You know, how do you accept that? And, uh, and so God used and orchestrated all of that to get that project out there completed. And now we have a nice, some nice classrooms for our school and for our church. And we're moving forward. But God did it all. God's going to do it all. God is the one that's going to say that we just the carriers. We get to carry the gospel. We get to tell, we get to be the people that bring good news. I love to bring good news. I love to hear good news. And uh, we get to bring that good news.
Hey, Jesus died on the cross for you. He rose again the third day. He's alive forevermore. And because He lives, you can live. And so, God has a plan in Joseph's life. Joseph's been in prison for two years. He now comes up and, and uh, it's all God's plan. It's all God's purpose. All God's dealing. He's doing it. He's working it out. Everything, he's orchestrating all the, the, the butler. And the butler being right where he needs to be. Because God's in control of everything, church. He's in control of, the Bible says in Proverbs 21, 21, uh, 1, that he is in control. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. And as the rivers of water, he turneth it whithersoever he will. God touches the king's heart. Isaiah 46, verse 10, declaring the end from the beginning and the ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Calling the ravenous bird from the, from the east and the man that executeth my counsel from a far country. Yea, I have spoken it and I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it. I will also do it. And so God, God's in control. God, God is the one that places people in position of service. Isaiah 43 and verse 13. Yea, before the day was, I am he. And there is none that can deliver out of my hand. I will work and shall set and, and so shall it be. Let it be. Psalms 135 and verse 6. Again, what are these verses talking about? That God's in control. God is providential. Whatsoever the Lord pleased, that did He in heaven and in earth, in the seas, in all deep places. And so we just look to God. We don't quite understand. Listen, I don't understand everything that happens in this life. I don't understand the, the, this pandemic that's happening and how it's affecting so many good people and it's affecting this country. It's affecting the world. You know, we not only have this community, but our state of California, our country. We know people all across this country um, and the Christian network and the missionaries and missionary agencies and the home churches of our missionaries. They're overseas. And... Uh, and yet God, God is providing. God is providing the funds needed. And God is blessing in many ways. Daniel 4.35. Again, and all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. And he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand or say unto him, What doest thou? God is in control. We look to Him. Nothing's out of His hands. This is difficult. We pray for one another. We're praying for families that, that have needs. And, but God will meet every need. He's met every need. And He'll continue to do so. So we have an unsurety. Uh, the, 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 the country's going in possibly into a depression. 
But God, listen, God, God does his greatest work in the times of recessions and depression. When we can't do it, God can do it. Ephesians 1.11, again, a great verse, in whom we, we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. And so we look to God, we trust him. Daniel 2.21, again, and he changeth the times and the seasons. He removeth kings. He setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that uh, know understanding. And so God sets up the leadership. God places leaders in as, in as the president, the governor. We don't always get it. We don't always agree with them. But God will use it in his purpose and for his glory. Daniel 4.32, and, and they shall drive thee from men, and they shall dwell... Uh, dwelling shall be with the beast of the field, and they shall make thee to eat of the grass of oxen, and seven times shall pass over thee, until thou knowest that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and giveth it to whomever, uh, whomsoever he will. He had a message for the king. Listen, I'm in control. God's in control. And so it's providential Joseph finally has been delivered up. He's talking to Pharaoh. He's interpreting the dream. And uh, he gives them the answer that he needs. Back in Genesis chapter uh, 41. And Joseph um, gives him the answer. Joseph said unto Pharaoh in verse 25, The dream of Pharaoh is one. God hath showed Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good kind are seven years, and the seven years are seven, uh, seven years are seven years. The dream is one. The, good, the, the seven thin and ill-favored kind that came up after those, the seven uh, healthy ones and destroyed them are seven years. So he said there's going to be seven years of plenty and then seven years of famine. Verse 28. This is the thing which I have spoken unto you, what God is about to do to show unto Pharaoh. Behold, there cometh seven years of great plenty throughout all the land, and there'll be, uh, uh, then there shall arise seven years of famine, and all the plenty shall be forgotten in the land of Egypt, and famine shall consume it and consume the land. There shall be, and the plenty shall not be known in the land by reason of that famine. And following, for it shall be very grievous. And for that dream that was double unto Pharaoh twice, because the thing is established by God, and God will shortly bring it to pass. So it's, this is God's plan. He gave you two dreams. They mean the same thing. Seven years of plenty, seven years of famine. Now therefore let Pharaoh look. This is interesting. Let Pharaoh look for out a man discreet and wise and set him over the land of Egypt. Joseph says, listen, Pharaoh, you've got to find somebody who's discreet, honest, and wise and set him up over the land of Egypt. And let Pharaoh do this. Let him appoint officers over the land 
and take up the fifth part of the land of Egypt in the seven plenteous years. So Joseph already has the plan. You need somebody in charge, and you need officers underneath him over different parts of the land. And let them gather all the food during the good years that come, and lay up the corn for the hand, uh, under the hand of Pharaoh, and let them keep the food in the cities. And that food shall be in store uh, in the land against the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt, and the land shall not perish through the famine. It was all there. Joseph laid it all out. And uh, he's speaking unto the, to Pharaoh. And so we've seen uh, that God had a plan, and, and, uh, and we've seen his providence and, and his plan. And Joseph speaking unto Pharaoh. He's telling him exactly what needs to be done. And let me tell you something. The Bible says the, uh, the steps of a good man, verse Psalm uh, 37, verse 23, are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Joseph knew that God had a plan. Romans 8, 28. For we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to His purpose. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 17. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. The things that we go through it's the, you know, Paul says it under the inspiration of the Spirit, it's light affliction compared, compared to the eternal weight of glory. While we look not on the things which are seen, but on the things that are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. 1 Corinthians 1, 26 for you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God hath chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. You see, God wants the glory. It's God that gets the glory. Um, chosen the weak things of this world to confound the things which are mighty. And the base things of this world, which are despised, hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not, to bring to naught all things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. You see, God wants to get, use us because he gets the glory. Do you know, who's, you know who's sleeping the best these days? Christians. Christians. They trust God. I told the staff today, our elementary staff, you see, we have a peace. We don't even understand the peace that we have. The world doesn't have it. I don't think like an unsaved person. I know my, my wife died. I grieve. I feel bad. I'm sorry. I still grieve today. I still have bad times. I miss her so much. But I know she's in heaven. I know she's in heaven. And I know, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, if I live another 20 years, I'll be 83 years old. I mean, I'm, this uh, Ravi, was it, is it Ravi? He died at age 74. He's young. He's one of the greatest apologetics. You know, uh, you know he's a great speaker. You saw the crowd there. We don't know our time frame. 
What we do know, though, is where we're going when we die. What we do know is God will be with us. And so we look to him. Joseph, listen, Joseph gave the glory to God. And I want you to see what God did um, in, in verse number 38. And Pharaoh said unto the, to his servants, Can we find such a one that is a man who, who is full of the Spirit of God? And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as you showed us all this, there's none. There's none so discreet and as wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house. And according to thy, to thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. You get the picture? We go back to Joseph's dream. He goes from being thrown into the pit, he's finally going into the palace. He was, he was, his brothers were jealous of him because he was the greatest in the house. He had the coat of many colors. He had favor from his dad. They were jealous of him because of God was elevating him. He got, to, he got sold in there, Potiphar purchases him. He, he has, he's, he's over everything in Potiphar's house, except his wife. He, you know, that's, that's, my, that's, his, that's the man's wife. It's adultery. Joseph's a young man, and he abstains. And now, after two years spending in prison, we don't know how long before that, we know that Joseph is 30 years old when this is happening. He was 17. We think 13 years has gone by. And Joseph said unto Joseph, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand. He puts it on Joseph's hand. And he puts a robe on him of fine linen. And puts a gold chain around his neck. And he made him to ride in the second chariot, which he had. And they cried before, the, before him, bow the knee, and he made him ruler over all the land of Egypt. God's plan, God's purpose, we get to see it fulfilled. And let me tell you something, you're in for a chariot ride. Just stay with it. Just stay with it. Things may be tough. Things may be difficult. Things may not be going as planned. I'm going to a wedding in Nashville, Tennessee, a week from this Sunday. We'll be, we'll be gone. I'll be gone with Joanna and Ashlyn there to um, to a wedding that was supposed to happen in Lancaster, but they had to move the wedding venue because California's not opened up yet. And so we'll be going to. Nashville, I'll be speaking in my brother's church on Sunday, that Sunday morning. Their, their services are open now. So I'll get to preach the word there in Nashville, Tennessee. God's in control. We look to God. God blesses us. And God has a plan for you. It's like that couple's got to move. They're going to have a wonderful wedding in Tennessee. It should have been here. We have, uh, you know, other people that they couldn't have their weddings. But God, <laughs> the bottom line is they have a great life in front of them. 
And so can you see it? Can you see Joseph in that second chariot, everybody running in front of him? And uh, he gets a ring, he gets a robe, and he gets a golden chain, and he gets the position that God had for him. And so let's be like Joseph. Let's just be faithful. It's been two months for us. Let's not get too antsy. Let's not get too out of, bent out of shape. You know, We're just at home. Two years he waited. Two years he waited in jail, in prison, before God delivered him up. And, uh, and now he's ready to go the next 14 years of doing what God had called him to do. And we'll, we'll see that uh, next week. So thank you so much for, for joining in tonight. And uh, those of you that are watching live and then those that pray for those that will watch even uh, later on uh, this evening or tomorrow. And just pray for souls to be saved, lives to be changed. I talked to Dwayne Carr last night. He's, again, he's led five people to Christ. And uh, pray for Dwayne as he continues to recover from his surgery. Charlie Davis is at home. We're thankful for that. Other people that are facing tough times, Roy Longs and Sandy Longs. Sandy and Roy sits over here with Danielle, and Sandy comes with her grandchildren. Her mom passed away. Pray for the family. And uh, this week, God will just comfort them and help them because he will. If you're out there and you've never received Christ, open your heart to him. And he'll come into your heart and he'll be your savior. And uh, you'll, you can be born into the family of God. So if you'd like to be saved, contact us there. There's a way to contact us there on uh, YouTube, Facebook, on our website. There's, a, there's, a, there's an email. You can also call the church. We'll be glad to help you know Jesus Christ and have the blessed life. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for each one that's listening. Lord, thank you for your eternal word. Thank you for Joseph's life. What a great story. What a great, what a great young man this was. 30 years old now, he's over everything in Egypt, except, oh, just not the king. He's a young man, but he has your wisdom. God, guide us now in all things. Bless Bless the services this weekend. May Jesus be glorified, for it's in his name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Have a great night, and we'll see you on Sunday.